What's your thoughts on government cover-ups or covert societies attempting to control humanity? Do you believe in ancient astronauts, intergalactic communication, or extraterrestrial visitations? Ever had an experience with disembodied spirits or the paranormal universe? Are these subjects fact or fiction? Each week, Tony and Eddie explore these unbelievable realities and beyond. Exclusively on Truth Be Told. Welcome back to Truth Be Told, where we believe an experience becomes truth. I'm your host, Tony Sweet, and I'm here with world-renowned psychic Eddie Connor. Hi. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. For over 40 years, Earth-Friendly Products have brought you the greenest home products for all your family needs. Go to ecos.com. That's E-C-O-S dot com. And speaking of sponsors, take your mind on a literary journey over to adventuresunlimitedpress.com to purchase books from many of our famed experts featured right here on Truth Be Told. Eddie, I don't know about you, but growing up, I was a huge fan of the Indiana Jones film. Yeah, I was too. Well, guess what? You're in luck because tonight's guest is the real-life Indiana Jones. Michael Tellinger is an acclaimed author, scientist, and explorer, and Michael has made groundbreaking discoveries about ancient vantage civilizations at the southern tip of Africa. Michael and a team of scientists show, show us that the Sumerians and even the Egyptians inherited their knowledge from earlier civilizations that lived at the southern tip of Africa more than 200,000 years ago, and they even mined gold. Oh, man. And just a few of Michael's books include Slave Species of the Gods, African Temples of the Anunnaki, Mbutu Contributionism, A Blueprint for Human Prosperity. And please, without further ado, put your hands together and welcome the real-life Indiana Jones, Michael Tellinger. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Hello, Tony. Hello, Eddie. How are you guys doing? Well, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well. It's two o'clock in the morning here in South Africa, and it's uh, it's it's uh, a privilege for me to be speaking to you all the way across the Atlantic, um, uh, and just showing how we can use technology to spread information and inform people about amazing new things. Amen to that. And 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 you know, it's funny. I have been watching numerous uh, YouTube videos of you, and I am a huge 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 history buff i'm just i'm beyond history buff he and you are the most fascinating speaker i've seen in a long time because you you're telling us there's a lot of the history we've that has been instilled into our mind is not real it's 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 you know false history and i and i find it fascinating that how many thousands and thousands and thousands of years that we've been taught you know, the religion to the uh, ancient civilizations are not all true. And I, and I found it fascinating, your theories and your research. And I would like to start there because this is something that you have a passion for, is telling us the truth, at least getting us interested in the truth about what our past is all about. Yeah, thanks very much, Tony. Uh, you know, we're often told that history is written by the victors, but we hardly ever stop to think about what that means. And what that really means, if you analyze it, is that we know nothing about the real history. We only know 
the history told from the viewpoint and the eyes of those who won the wars and the battles mm-hmm. in, uh, in all of human history. And if that's indeed the case, and we know it is the case, because it's happening today as well. It's ha- been happening for the last 200 years or so, and we, we have a better understanding of what happened in the last 200 years than we have of what happened 2,000 years ago. So once we can, can identify the distortions and the cover-ups in our history books of the events of the last 200 years, we can't even begin to imagine the cover-ups and the distortions of the real history 2,000 or 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really what becomes evident when you start looking at the, the um, evidence and artifacts and the, uh, the ruins that I've been discovering at the southern tip of Africa that point to a, a very different history uh, in humanity's uh, distant past. Truly fascinating stuff. I, I often actually, uh, in my presentations, I show a very simple mathematical statistic that shows that we know less about our human history than is permissible by the laws of physics. Wow. And anyone can do this at home. Uh, and if you, it's just a simple, you know, a progression of degradation of knowledge, um, one conflict at a time. Because if <laughs> if after every conflict we only retain fifty percent of the knowledge or information before the conflict, because the history is then written by those who win that conflict or right. win that war, uh, you see how very quickly the knowledge degrades, and we know virtually nothing about what happened um, a few thousand years ago. See this is, uh, I this is why I love your work. Uh, I started watching last night, and I just kept watching and watching. In fact, I stayed up way later than I normally do, uh, because human human beings. I, like, I, and I agree that when you think back, because you just don't think about history. You just you just say, okay, it, we're taught what we taught. We're taught in schools or even family history. We're taught by what our parents were learned from the grandparents, great parents, and it's like a fish tale. You know, I come from Kansas. My dad's a fisherman. When he was a boy, he would catch a fish that was two pounds. But when he, by the time he's 80 years old, that fish is like 10, 10 and a half pounds, and it was one of the biggest that he's ever seen. So <laughs> It was based on the movie Orca. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. and so I'm fascinated to how you got into the research that you have begin to spread across the world because you're getting ready going on, on a tour here in the Los, in, in the in, in the nation of, of America. And I'm trying to figure out how you got started in the knowledge that you're spreading to us. How did this happen? Where did you start seeing well, the light, I um, guess? I guess like most people with an inquisitive mind, I just wasn't satisfied with the answers I was getting from my teachers at school that find the answers in the textbooks which are often lacking in any depth or sophistication. And I found that I just wasn't happy with that. And just because the teacher told me this is how it is, I, you know, I just, it just wasn't good enough for me. Right. And anyone with an inquiring mind will be the same and respond the same way. So I went on a journey of my own to, to investigate and, and find alternative sources of information and knowledge. And the moment I started doing that, I realized hold on, there's a whole new body of information and research and 
and very smart people that have come before me that have done the same, that have left behind thousands and thousands of books of filled with incredible knowledge and information that doesn't even come close to our schools and universities, doesn't even come close to be shared with the scholars and the students in the so-called academic institutions that are supposed to be giving us knowledge. And I realize that far from giving us knowledge and information, the bastions of academia, the, the halls of academia, are actually halls of, of um, dogma and halls of disinformation, shoving um, written scripts down our throat that we are, that have been that have been created and structured with a with a very predetermined malicious intent. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you give us an example of some of the of some of the reasons why people would have written uh history the way they have and an example of some of the malicious intent behind it michael i and first of all i'm on the same page as you and but i'm also an yeah. open mind i'm a healthy skeptic and what we love about you is that you really are good about bringing the fact into it some of the science into it you've got the stuff to back everything up you're talking about you're not like one of those woo woo people out there going there's stuff going on in southern africa people you've got <laughs> yeah. you've got all of the stuff to back it up so give us an example for the listeners why and some of the things people have said in the past when they rewrote history, why they rewrote it and what the malicious intent was behind it. All right. Uh, first of all, there's what we think we know about science and physics is, is a far cry from, what, from what's really going on, what the real abilities. Um, I'll give you three examples. Quantum physics, um, the creation of energy, and evolution. These are three holy cows that you cannot touch, <laughs> right, right? Right. Physics, first of all, let's talk about physics and, and, and science. We get told all the time that you cannot create energy, that you can just, um, you can just uh, manipulate energy and, trans and con con convert it from one type of energy to another. Absolute nonsense. Because this is, this is really the fundamental departure of why we cannot think out of the box because from the first day at school and, and science, this is what you get taught and this is what gets drummed into our heads. Now, you can imagine the impression this makes on a young child. And then for 12 years of our schooling system or from the first day that you have your physics or your, and your science class and the same disinformation, the same lie because it's a blatant lie and any scientist, true scientists and physicists out there will know what I'm talking about. Uh, will tell will um, anyone that can string a, a sober thought together will start questioning this and say why are they lying to me all the time they keep repeating the same mantra you cannot create energy you cannot create energy out of nothing and mm -hmm. and this is the foundation of, and found, founding lie upon which our entire society is based the whole petroleum industry is based on it the whole uh, providing of electricity to our homes industry is on it and these are part of the the entrapment and the enslavement tools that are being used to manipulate and control humanity. So we can't get out of this this enslavement box. It's not just enslavement box physically, but also in our way of thinking. Um, because we get taught in uh, that the universe was created in this in this instant uh, from this the so-called the Big Bang. Yep. So yep. one moment we get told that you can't create energy. And the next moment we get taught that everything in creation suddenly appeared out of nothing in this moment of fantastic creation <laughs> right. and brought 
all the energy and everything in creation, the whole universe and the multiverses and everything we can even imagine or fathom came into being out of nothing in a, in a split of a second. So what is it? Can we create energy or can't we create energy? Oh, no, no, then they say, no, no, no. But all that energy was compressed into one singularity. And so, so they keep making up stories to cover up the lies because they, they're just not um, bold enough or brave enough to say, we don't know. We have no idea how all this stuff came into being, which, which clearly points to the, the intervention or the, the activity of a, of a conscious act that has got nothing to do with an accident. Wow. <laughs> and this is when, and this is where the, where the creationist versus evolutionist, um, argument then comes in. And then we approach the next holy cow. And the next holy cow in modern day, uh, modern day, uh, biology or history is the whole th theory of evolution. And remember that it was always the theory of evolution, the Darwinian theory of evolution. And then very conveniently, they drop the word theory, and then it just becomes evolution. Yep. And, and that gets shoved down all the children's throats until we grow up and we start telling our children about evolution, how we, how we evolved from apes. So, well, there's no scientific evidence at all that we evolved from apes. And if we did, so evo yeah, if we did evolve from apes, then why are there still apes here? This is absolutely a very good question that apparently a six-year-old child asked his father while walking through the museum. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's a brilliant question that all the children can see through. Yes. And, um, and uh, what was the third one? The third one was, was uh, quantum physics. Um, uh, quantum physics tells us that we are the creators of our own reality, that our thoughts manifest and manipulate our reality around us. Now, this is more than 100 years old. Hmm. Quantum physics is more than 100 years old. Are we taught quantum physics at school and at university at a low level? No. That, we get taught that you cannot create energy. We get taught completely the opposite mm -hmm. of what quantum physics has started to, has shown us. And this is why you see many of the Nobel Prize winning scientists and physicists from the 20s and the 30s that were at the forefront of this, of this quantum physics explosion, hmm. that explosion of consciousness that happened in the scientific field. Many of those became very unhappy and disgruntled because their, their information, their research, their great breakthrough discoveries were not sold or were not communicated adequately or in the way that they would have liked. From Einstein to to a whole host of others, Tesla, um, who, whose information was twisted and turned in its delivery to the people of the world, and uh, and if we can manifest our reality, if our thoughts can manifest our reality, then clearly thought is generation of a new energy, hmm. and manip and our ability to manipulate energy and manipulate matter, and therefore become Masters of our own universe, like Jesus was supposed to have said, whoever this Jesus character may have been, um, that Jesus said, with faith, you can move mountains. Mm -hmm. And this is when you start realizing that the Bible is a phenomenal book of, of, that is encoded within three layers of information. And it's unfortunately, it's the first layer of deception, what I call the soap opera that's encoded into the, <laughs> on, that's, that covers the surface of the, right. the deeper knowledge that's encoded in the Bible, um, that, that covers up some of the most profound and advanced knowledge 
and occult knowledge and information that is that is held in the Bible and all other ancient texts have the same uh, knowledge, bear the same knowledge um, of human ability that has been suppressed by the global elite. And uh, and you know from that departure, you can now go and get on your horse. And just go down or, or jump, open the door and go down the rabbit hole because I can tell you once, and many of your listeners will be aware of this, once you go, go down that rabbit hole, there is no bottom to the deception mm. of the lies and the, the manipulation of humanity that's been going on for thousands of years. Which is mostly uh, directed and fueled by greed, manipulation, control, etc. Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. It's controlled by money. Money is uh, money is the primary instrument that has been created for the control and manipulation of humanity in the last six thousand years, and uh, and this is really where my where my most recent work and research has has plugged in to the research into human origins, advanced civilizations uh, that had advanced technology. Uh, as you may know, I, I present scientific evidence and yes. physical evidence right. of the tools and artifacts of advanced technology from Southern Africa, and also I've discovered them in other parts of the world, and and how how this uh, these advanced uh, um, cultures and civilizations, two hundred three hundred thousand years ago, that go right back to the dawn of humanity, when humanity in the form that we know it today suddenly makes its appearance on our planet. And and we and we have to ask ourselves how is it possible that this species just suddenly appears, and it becomes very evident from genetic um, uh, genetic engineers and uh, geneticists today, uh, like Bruce Lipton and the brilliant William Brown, and that's in Hawaii, um, that our DNA is manipulated. Hmm. It is not it is not an an evolved uh, molecule, and, <laughs> and 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 hold on, but it gets even more fascinating because. Once you look at the work of uh, people like Luc Montagnier, French scientist, who 2011 manifested DNA in a laboratory by by exposing an empty tube of of water to certain frequencies of sound and resonance, yeah. and manifested DNA that was in an adjacent tube that manifested this DNA through transference of resonance into the empty tube, you realize that we are indeed the manifestation of the thoughts and the words of the Creator. And this is why resonance and sound become the foundation of all our knowledge and everything in creation. And when you go to the first three phrases of the Bible, all of that information is encoded in there. If you just understand what it is that you're reading. When God said, let there be light, and then God said, let there be this. And then he created this and this and that. It's all to do with sound and resonance that manifests into physical form all the things in creation. And this is what we've been taught through quantum physics more than 100 years ago. <laughs> and that is completely left out of all our scientific teachings. And I think what's one thing I reason I I ha, love that Eddie's here today. He's always here, but I I love that you guys are meeting because Eddie is all about frequency, and him being a psychic, you know, I think you had spoke uh, Michael about psychics and mediums. How you know I I feel that 
you know, it's kind of an advanced race in a way because that to be able to feel the frequency of others more easily than such as myself towards anybody is not going to happen, or at least, well, I'm an intuitive, but I'm not like the psychic. And Eddie, I want to talk, I want you to talk about the, your philosophy on frequencies because that was part of your, that was uh, one of your shows at one time. Well, I'm, well, and one of the things about frequency for me is I first started to understand frequency when I was a little kid. I grew up in North Carolina, um, out in the country. It was a trailer park, but don't judge me. <laughs> um, and we grew up out in North Carolina. So there were the creeks, the woods, the pastures. There was the, the everything was everything was nature. And I would be around the cement and the concrete and the people that weren't happy. But then whenever I would get home, the first thing I would do is kick my shoes off and I would put my feet in nature. And I was always gravitating toward anybody, Aborigines, Native Americans, anyone who had that direct contact or connection with the frequency of planet Earth. But I also then simultaneously realized that they were also connected to non-physical beings that I could see even though I had no control of it, meaning sometimes it was a ghost, sometimes it's a dead person, sometimes it's a spirit guide or an angel, and once in a blue moon it would be something or somebody from another dimension. I know that sounds crazy, Michael, but that's the honest-to-goodness truth. But the more grounded I was in the earth, in the rhythms of nature, the more acute my frequency was in being able to interpret the other dimensions, physics and metaphysics. Um as I got older and went to places like Machu Picchu and able to tune into the frequencies of those landscapes, that's where I started to understand vibration just a little bit more and how each of us as individuals, if we had the knowledge, the basic bare bones, 101 knowledge that you just beautifully articulated, we could literally have a utopian experience on planet Earth mm-hmm. if it wasn't in the hands of a bunch of greedy manipulators. That's just my little thing on frequency. I would love to know your thoughts on that. Well, thank you, Eddie. This is exactly what what you just uh, qualified. And all researchers, all scientists that are working at the leading edge of science that are really cracking open our, our grasp and understanding of the laws of nature and the nature of reality – are re- all reaching the same conclusion. Sound, resonance, and frequency, those are the fundamental uh, cornerstones and the foundation of everything in creation. Everything in creation has to do with sound, resonance, and frequency and, and operates and vibrates into existence and exists because it resonates on many dimensions. There are as many dimensions as, as there are people at, with their imagination. There are an infinite number of dimensions that 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 people and and beings can exist in, and uh, this is just something that we now coming into realization. And this is all the knowledge and information that's been beaten out of humanity. Yes. And there are certain historic events that actually speak of these kind of activities. And the Tower of Babel uh, event in the Bible is one such event. The Tower of Babel has got nothing to do with the people become sodomizers and evil beings and, and nothing like that. It's all to do with the fact that the Elohim or the, the Anunnaki, who seem to be the beings that were controlling the events in the Old Testament, 
Um, and we can talk about the Anunnaki or the Anuna gods uh, or the Elohim and the relationship between the two because the, and, and the Nephilim. And this is very important, important questions and answers that we need to find to these questions, which are not always defined. But, but, um, um, the, it says, let us go down and destroy their language. Cause if they can do this, they can become like us. Uh. And the reference to God is in the plural always, which raises the question, well, who's this us, uh, in terms of God? Cause it's, isn't God supposed to be one entity, one being? And suddenly there's many of us, let us go down and destroy their language. And then you ask yourself, hold on, what is, why would they want to destroy the people's language? First of all, the Tower of Babel in history was only built um, 400, 500 um, AD, uh, sorry, 500 uh, BC uh, in, in Babylon. And, um, and, uh, and suddenly um, at that stage, there were already many languages in the world. So already there's a, there's, there's a problem with the sentiment let you know many people say oh at the time of the tower of babel there was one language in the world and god was very unhappy because people were became very evil and they were sodomizing and all this nonsense and that that people just believe and then god had to destroy the people's language make them speak different languages so it, they would stop being evil sure. that's got absolute lies <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's just suddenly you realize that hold on whoever these controlling beings were that were controlling and manipulating humanity suddenly realized that humanity was rising in consciousness. They were rising in their ability to manifest with their thoughts, with their thoughts and their words, because all the words we speak carry resonance, carry frequency. And we are, we are infinite fractals of the divine creator. Hmm. And therefore, we have all the capacity to create, encode it into our DNA. And this is why our DNA can manifest out of resonance. And this is why we can manifest with our thoughts and spoken words. And this is what wizards used to be able to do in ancient time. Manifest with words, cast spells to manifest things and do things and create things and move mountains and change things. And alchemists could do it, convert one metal to another or one substance to another by chanting spells in in Incantations and so forth, and we today we think, oh, this is all hocus pocus nonsense. No, this is part of human history, and they work it into fiction and fairy tale stories. So we think this is just something that uh, that people make up. This is the true history of humankind that has been withheld and suppressed, so that we become obedient drones and slaves to those who try and control the planet and humanity today. A hundred. All to do with sound and resonance. Yeah, and listen, as an intuitive, I love that. I love that you're saying this sound, resonance, and frequency because to be acutely attuned to your imagination, which is a non-physical attribute, in my opinion, um, you have to be good, a good psychic or intuitive, somebody who can uh, uh, interpret non-physical. If you tie it into your imagination with the purest, highest feeling you can hold in your human body, which for me is love, grace, appreciation, authenticity, and you hold that highest, purest frequency you possibly can, that is the language of the universe. For me, 
personally. And when you learn to speak that invisible language, which it sounds like that's what they were doing in Babylon, as it were, and as they were raising their consciousness, then, yeah, they become a threat to the powers that be. And I'm going to just jump on the bandwagon with something before we take a break. First of all, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to uh, On Air with Tony Sweet's Truth Be Told show, I'm Eddie Connor. I'm Tony Sweet. And we have with us the extraordinary Mr. Michael Tellinger on the phone. He's the real-life Indiana Jones, and he is breaking this stuff down, people. Um, <laughs> you're doing it in the most simplistic way, articulating it in a way that's very passionate and engaging, and we love that. So let's go back to the wizards, as you were saying, and how we are smart enough to sneak some of that information in science fiction movies and science fiction books, but how we've been doing it since the beginning of time. Michael, every major person who owns television, magazines, newspapers, what are they doing? They're doing the exact same thing that we have been doing since the beginning of time. They are programming over and repetitively, over and over and over, what they want you to see, what they want you to believe, what they want you to think. And it's yeah. and it, the fact that most people can't see it because they're so in it that they have no thought or inner knowing they are being stripped of their ability to connect to their personal sound resonance and frequency yeah well morpheus uh in the movie the matrix describes it so beautifully and eloquently to neo uh which is an anagram for one or the one obviously neo uh he was the one that came to free break people free from the matrix prison uh, which is a frequency prison. And we can talk a lot more about this for people that are in the United States. I'll be on tour of the USA from the 29th of May until the 27th of June. And in my presentations, I talk about the matrix, the real thing, the real energy um, shield around the planet and show evidence and scientific proof of this, not just hocus pocus. Oh, well, we think that we're living in a matrix. No, no, it is there and we can measure it. We can detect it. We know how it got there. We know the structures that keep it in place, and I show all this stuff in my in my presentations, and that is really, I guess, what's what what is getting people so excited because yes. we're no longer speculating; we are seeing the scientific and physical proof for all this stuff that previously has just been speculative. And I mean, um, let me just add to this: when you speak about what you're speaking about, your personal frequency and resonance is so filled with light; oh, yeah. it is amaze balls. And and people are responding to that sincerity. Don't you find that more and more when you go and do what you do? Meaning, I would bet you $100, and I'm not a betting kind of man, but uh, <laughs> I would bet you $1,000 that on a panel of certain experts, you will be the one that comes Stand in up. and steal the show. Mm -hmm. You don't do it on purpose. Your electrical, instinctual, soulful power and desire, which is pure, to wake people up so that they have a better quality of life on this planet is so encoded in your DNA. You you just lift everybody up, and you're doing such a good job of it, and we appreciate that here. Well, thank you, Eddie. Um, you know, one of the things you were talking about earlier, I was uh, thinking about um, resonance, sound, frequency. A uh, very good example is is uh, in the world, in the field of artists and creators, um, everyone is an artist and a creator, but but specifically in the field of uh, in in the field of music. Dancers. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because, you know, if you ask any great musicians, any great musician or a composer of music, and I know because I'm a composer, you know, I spent the first um, 30 years of my life still believing that I was going to end up being a musician, maybe up to about 28, when that realization sort of left me and I I realized that, well, I'm probably not going to end up being a musician. Uh, But I had a very successful career in music in my early, um, in my late teens and my early 20s in South Africa. And... um, and I, I wrote hundreds of songs. And any composer will tell you, I didn't write the music. The music is already there. I just tap into the, the, the morphogenetic field and I take it out of, I hear it. I hear it, I see it, I feel it, and I just write it down. Uh, composers don't compose the music. It comes to them. It is, this, is the, this is the resonance that is behind everything in creation. And it says in the, the opening phrase on the, of the Bible, um, first of all, the opening phrase of the Bible is not what we read in the Bible. That is a lie, and we'll talk about that. But it, it says that God said, let there be light. Yes. So it tells us that it was the sound, the resonance, the frequency of the Creator, the frequency of God, the creative source of all things. The sound and resonance that brought everything into creation. So it's there. It's encoded. It's just put into words to simplify it. And then people think God is some guy on a cloud with white hair and a long beard. And that's where everything just flies out the window. And that's where the, the, the control tool and control mechanism enters our civilization. Yeah. That is, I, 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 I'm beside myself right now. Now you know what I've been like the last few days of watching Michael and his, his on YouTube. You, you've just fascinated me to death. So, but it's not only the Bible. It's every, every ancient civilization, right. every ancient people. If you go and do the study, you cannot get away from it. From the aboriginal people of Australia, from the Hindus, the Dravidians, the, 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 Isla, the Islamic faith. All of these ancient cultures uh, speak and in their writing talk about as the sound and resonance in Buddhism, uh, the Om. Uh, every ancient culture tells us that everything in creation comes out of the primordial source of resonance and frequency of the sound of the creator. It's all the same story. Um, and, and, you know, for people that are new to this, go onto YouTube and just, just type in cymatics or sound, sand on a metal plate. And you can watch hundreds of videos of footage of when you put sand on a metal plate and you put sound frequency through the bottom of the metal plate. Yeah. You can do it with rice, with all kinds of small particles, but sand mm-hmm. is really good. And as you change a frequency on the metal plate from a very low frequency, it keeps going up. You see the, the manifestation of sound into physical form right in front of your eyes. Every frequency has its own specific shape, very specific shape and physical form. And the human voice is a generator of sound, resonance and frequency. So with our voice, we are creating and manifesting the, the energy source for manifesting physical form. But because certain parts of our anatomy and our, and our DNA has been shut down and we only use a certain part of our DNA, we've started to get more and more access to the so-called junk DNA. That's where all the good stuff is, by the way. Right. Um, 
and 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 we're now starting to get back into the higher consciousness where we can connect heart mind and spirit in our own physical bodies and start manifesting this physical form and reality and many people are doing this uh, in the world today in our reality as you as you know um there are more and more people that, are, that you're probably talking to that are saying, you know, some, today I'd be, I'd be thinking about something and then suddenly it happens. Mm, yep. yes. Like sometimes yes. it, takes, it takes a week, sometimes a day, sometimes an hour, sometimes a minute. So we're getting into this higher level of consciousness where we are starting to manifest our thoughts. And this is where we need to be because this is how we're going to manifest a utopian planet for all of humanity and, and get away from this hierarchical corporate competitive structure that's been shoved down our throats and told that competition is good. No, competition is the worst and the most evil thing that's ever happened to humanity. We need to cooperate and not to compete. Yes. And in, in one of your lectures I was watching, uh, you spoke of an older man. I don't know if he was in England, but he used frequency to boil water. And I found that so fascinating. Could you Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Because you would not think frequency could actually make bo uh, water boil well if you think about it everything uh, has its own vibrational frequency so water at room temperature vibrates at a specific frequency right. water at, at in in the state of being ice vibrates of a different frequency mm -hmm. water that boils vibrates at another frequency so if you can determine the frequency of boiling water and then expose a jug of water to that frequency you in instinct instantly expose the molecules, the water molecules, to the frequency of boiling water. So the water boils instantly. It doesn't heat up. It just begins to boil instantly. Right. So, uh, you know, I can't explain it any simpler than that. So, here, so um, there was, whenever I first started studying metaphysics and spirituality and that sort of thing, um, I was in a gymnasium. And they had on the far, far, far right wall... Um, a piano sort of thing was sort of an electric keyboard on the far, far, far left wall. No, it was a piano. And then on the far, far left wall, they had another one. And so the teacher went over and started striking like one single key on the piano, just one key, just like boom, 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 boom. And then there was a camera on the piano on the exact opposite side of the gymnasium. And that key started, started resonating in the same vibration, wow. even though they were literally polar opposites of the end of an entire gymnasium. Is that similar yes. to what you're talking about with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you've just described how sound and resonance connects everything in the universe instantly. It doesn't happen. It's not a delayed reaction. It's an instant reaction. And this is another holy cow that we don't get taught at school. We get taught at school that, that light is the fastest thing in the universe. Yeah. Light is the fastest thing in creation. Rubbish. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. That is not true. Again, now this might be a shock to many of your listeners. And this is part of the indoctrination and the dogma and the lies that get shoved. And it is encoded so deeply in our, in our humanness that we start to say it to our children. And then they say it to their children. And this is what perpetuates the lie because we don't know any better. That is not true. Light is an after effect of the creation of source. Remember, it says, God said, let there be light. It is just an indication that sound and resonance came first and then manifested the light. Light is a consequence of sound and resonance. Resonance, frequency, and sound 
are the foundation for an electromagnetic universe and light is a construct of an electromagnetic universe. So sound and resonance traverses the universe and everything in creation instantaneously. Now I'll explain why that is the case. And most students at school will go back to their classes and say, tell their science and physics teachers, oh, sound travels faster than the speed of light. And I've had this happen in my lectures. And, and the young kids get so excited, they go to, back to school and say to their teacher, oh, uh, Michael Tellinger says that sound travels faster than the speed of light. And the teacher says, oh, that's rubbish. We know that sound travels at, you know, how many feet per second and so forth. And that's, that's just part of the lie. <laughs> Because that's just sound and resonance in our reality here. In, in this density on this planet, that's how sound travels. But that's just in the air. When you put sound in the water, it travels eight times as fast. I think it's eight times as fast in the water. And then suddenly you go, hold on. So this is what happens with sound and light. Me the denser the medium, yes. the slower the movement of light. So when you put light through a... And again, the teachers teach us this at school, but they don't think about what it is they're teaching us. <laughs> when you put light through a light beam through a prism, right? Remember, yes. it breaks it down into all the different colors. This is a famous, famous scientific physics experiment that every school child does. Oh, look, they're all the pretty colors coming out of the prism, out of the crystal. Crystal is just another word. A prism is just another word for crystal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, and, uh, and there come all the colors because what happens, the light is slowed down, the white beam of light is slowed down and the different frequencies that make up the light get slowed down to, different, to the different individual frequencies and they come out the other side of the crystal and we can see the different components of white light. And I go, wow, this is amazing. Uh, and then you realize, well, hold on, what if we put the light through a, a denser medium than that? So what happens is the denser the medium, the slower the light. It slows down the light up to a point where the medium is so dense that the light cannot penetrate. Hmm. Right? That's so yeah, yeah. light does not go through a metal. Light does not go through metal. It can't penetrate it. But sound goes through the metal. In fact, the, the, the story with sound is completely the opposite. The denser the medium, the faster the speed of sound. Wow. Oh, okay. my God. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. So, yes. In an, yes. In an infinite density, sound travels infinitely fast. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's crazy is people will like, make fun ding, of ding, me. Ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> there, I, I live in the land of earthquakes and silicone, actually. Um, but here in <laughs> Los Angeles, there have been more than maybe three or four times in the 20 years I've lived here. And people think I'm nuts. But I, especially in the morning, like in the early a.m. hours, I think our last earthquake was at 420 about two weeks ago. And I... A, I always wake up, even if I'm in a dead sleep, I wake up and I know we're going to have it four times in 20 years. I have not only heard it before I felt it, I could feel the, in here, sometimes the tectonic plates shift. I'll hear the shift and then I'll start hearing it and then I'll hear the rumble. It sounds like a train or a tornado and then the shaking starts and I, and I even yeah. thought I was kind of crazy, <laughs> but it's there. It's yeah. there. So speaking of, and, go ahead. 
and, and, and then, then you got to ask yourself, so, so how is it possible that resonance, and this is when, when, yeah. when psychics and, and people that, that work with, with, with other sciences, other than the so-called, you know, if I can't feel it and I can't touch it and I can't hear it, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it can't be true. I want proof. I want scientific proof. Well, you know, what right. you call scientific proof is idiotic proof, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Speaking that, of that, dance. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you've got to first, you know, unpack this thing that we think we, we call science or we think we know. We know nothing about the nature of reality until you start breaking it down to its fundamental components, which is sound, resonance, and frequency. And then you add light into it. Um, and in essence, I think the opening phrase of the Bible uh, says, you know, God said, let there be light. So, so I've, I often explain it as it was the sound of God, the, the sound that combines with the light. Mm-hmm. So you got the sound and the light that combine and they act and it activates the quantum soup of infinite possibility and manifest everything in creation. So there, there in some way lies the so-called Holy Trinity. Oh, my God. Uh, I was getting ready to ask that. Because <laughs> yeah. you're psychic. <laughs> so so so, uh, so now you got to ask how is it possible they call it the morphogenetic field the akashic records or it's got or they, it comes in all, all kinds of names and the resonance of everything in creation so, uh, so and there's a very simple nasim haramain uh in hawaii has shown with these with these beautiful um uh, discoveries and his scientific papers that he's written on the the density of the vacuum and the density of the vacuum that the the vacuum that that manif- that everything in creation comes out of this vacuum it just manifests mm-hmm. and and he shows that the density of the vacuum is infinite infinite density inside the vacuum inside the nothingness you know wow. <laughs> there's infinite density infinite and uh, and this is what this is why uh, resonance and sound and frequency um, can carry the information. Every one of your thoughts has already gone out to the furthest um, corners of everything in creation, and uh, and this is this is spectacular. And would you say that with human nature right now, we'll just use North America as an example because people like to pick on the U.S. And I get it. I understand why. But let's say, <laughs> let's just use humanity right now just in North America. So everything I'm hearing you say, I'm going to break it down in a totally different kind of format. So play along with me if you don't mind, Michael, and tell me how this feels. Sure. So it goes back down to sound, resonance, and frequency. And every human being alive, when we think a thought, that thought will also be a sound, resonance, or frequency. Every belief we have Everything we imagine, everything we emote, everything we pretend and daydream about, anything we pass judgment on or not pass judgment on, is all going out into non-physical. Yeah. Okay. And so in yeah. your opinion, what? give us a visual example, because I think, unfortunately, and it's very sad, that at least 85, 89% of most people are dense, and I mean that respectfully and lovingly. I feel like most people are following the leader, believing what they're told, without even questioning it whatsoever. So if you had to put a symbol over people who think like that, what kind of picture or symbol would you give dense, believed people? Sure. <laughs> the symbol, uh, the first symbol that comes to me is is the symbol for money. 
because <laughs> money is used as the tool of this enslavement, you know, oh, because money is even more sacrosanct than religion. And if you, um, and if you want the money and you don't have it and you're, you're pining for it and you're working for it and you don't believe you'll ever have what some of the mega rich people have, you are in essence imprisoning yourself right. perpetually right. in that eternal vacuum of nothingness. Absolutely. And this is why, this is why, you know, I created the Ubuntu movement, uh, by, by default. I didn't do it consciously or, you know, it just happened. I, I started promoting the philosophy of Ubuntu, which is an ancient African philosophy. If you've been working, looking at my presentations and watched my websites, you'll, right. you'll realize that this is really the work that we're doing right now around the world. And my tour of the USA coming up next weekend is, all to do with Ubuntu or unity within community, oh. relearning, reteaching people and relearning as humanity the ability to coexist, to live in united communities, harmoni uh, harmonious united communities that cooperate with each other and work toward, together towards the greatest benefit of everyone in our communities rather than competing at e against each other in our communities as individuals to try and get one-uppedness on, uh, by one person controlling the rest of the community. So this is what the Ubuntu movement is all about. I call it contributionism in the new world where people contribute their God-given talents or their acquired skills for the greatest benefit of everyone in their community and in this way creating abundance beyond our wildest imagination wow. by simply cooperating. We cannot even begin to imagine how much we can create if we just cooperate for a fraction of the time that we are awake. Uh, every day or every week. Uh, this is the spectacular breakthrough that many people are waking up to, cooperation as opposed to competition. One of the things that come to me when you're saying that, is, first of all, we're on board. Whatever yeah. we can do at UBN Radio and Truth Be Told here, we, whatever you need, you let us know because we're on board. We want to get empower people out of those sort of dense negative vacuums, of enslaved uh, vacuums. Um, the yeah. other thing is, you know what I do when I'm sleeping, and I do it all the time now? I perpetually keep a high-frequency, uh, no words usually, while well, I do guided meditations, but 90% of the time it's just music with higher frequencies, tones, and harmonics. The, when I'm sleeping, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll click play and let it just keep recycling itself over and over so that when I'm sleeping, my belief is that I am downloading myself with higher frequencies so that I can imbue more light during my waking conscious hours. Now, am I just fooling myself, Michael, or is this real? <laughs> Uh, no, you're not fooling yourself at all. Uh, remember, you in, you set an intention. Yes. So by setting an intention, you're imbuing those frequencies with the with the higher intentions of higher good for yourself. So absolutely. But I believe that it, it doesn't necessarily have to be high frequencies. I believe that any any resonance of frequency that you resonate with, yeah. you know, you, you that that will be good for you uh, as long as you again set that intention and yeah. you say, "Wow, that feels good to me. I feel that's beneficial to me." Your your body instant instinctively tells you whether it's good for you or not good for you. If you eat poison, you start feeling sick immediately, or or a delayed reaction. You, your body tells you it's not good right. for you. So when you when the vibration, you walk into a room often. We use it in our language, right? You walk into a room, and you go, "Oh, there's a bad vibe in this room," right? We yes. do it yeah. many so many times. I don't like the vibe in this place, man. 
But what is that vibe? Vibe is vibration. I don't like the vibration in that room. So mm-hmm. we're saying it in our language and we don't even realize what we're saying. We're picking up a vibration that is not coherent, uh, does not resonate with us. And that, if it doesn't resonate with us, it's in dissonance and it clashes. The resonance clashes. And this brings me to the explanation of what most of us or many of us would be aware of. And that's the, the brilliant Star Trek uh, series that's been on television for 50 years or longer. And pretty much everything we've seen or been exposed to in Star Trek has either become a reality, become scientific, from, gone from science fiction to science fact. And, oh, and wow. that that hasn't become science fact yet is yet to become science fact. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Uh, so, so yeah, somehow this, this Star Trek has, has been filling us with subliminal knowledge and information that's resonating in all those that have been watching Star Trek. Um, and one of the things that Star Trek talks about is the prime directive. That, and, and they keep telling you that we cannot breach the prime directive. Whenever we land on another planet and find other beings existing there, we're not allowed to breach the prime directive. We're not allowed to interfere with their civilization and what they're doing. We need to leave them to rise, to elevate and grow their own consciousness. Well, what does that prime directive mean? It's actually far more um, amazing and, uh, and, and enlightening than we can imagine. It actually refers to what I call the prime resonance frequency. The prime resonance frequency of everything in creation. Everything in creation comes from the same source of creation. And this is why I always tell people that only out of unity can you get infinite diversity. This can only happen if everything that is diversified out of this unity resonates with the harmonious frequency and resonance of the of the prime resonance frequency of the source of the creator if it resonates at different frequencies like the piano in your in your in your gym yes right yes uh, if the piano on in your gym on the one side did not have the same note or the ability to to resonate it would not right. resonate with that same note so um so if you don't resonate with your with the with with the prime direct within the frequencies of the the resonance of creation you're going against creation you're like a cancer cell in a healthy body that's what happens to cancer cells in our bodies it's those are just cells that resonate at different frequencies and vibrate at different frequencies and they become cancerous and they they go out of whack and the way you control them is by exposing them to the same frequency of the surrounding cells. And this is what Royal Raymond drafted in 1931 when he found wow. the cure for all disease and is shown to cure cancer at will in several patients. And this is when, you know, obviously the Medical Association of, right. of, of America jumped on him and they destroyed him because they don't want to cure people because curing people is not good for business. That's right. Keeping people sick is good for business because they have to come back every month and buy more medicine and buy more drugs from you. So this is what happens with money and greed and the hierarchical corporate structure. Inventions are, are covered up. Uh, inventions in medicine, in healing, in energy, in everything in our reality gets covered up because of money and greed. It, and the prime resonance, free, the breaching, I'm sorry, I'm ra- ranting and raving now, but good, I just need to wonderful. finish on the prime resonance frequency. And, and this is what the, the global elite through the television, the media is doing. They know very well that they cannot breach the prime directive. They cannot break the prime resonance frequency. If they do that, they're the cause of the dissonance, of the disharmony. They're the cause of the dis-ease 
the disease in humanity if they breach it. So they've now realized that they have to let humanity be their own slave master. And the way they've d chosen to do it is through fear, uh, mostly fear, and, and raising the, the frequencies of fear throughout humanity. And this is why when you turn on the so-called news, yep. it's got nothing to do with news or information. It's got everything to do with control and instilling fear in humanity and the frequency and the resonance of fear because the frequencies and resonance of fear are low resonance frequencies that keep us dumbed down, that keep us in a cocoon. We don't want to step out of the box. We're too fearful, too scared. And that, that keeps us trapped in, in this matrix of enslavement. And uh, so they, the, the global elite are not enslaving humanity. They, they're creating a situation where humanity is enslaving itself through fear. Uh, and this is a spectacular realization that there is nothing to fear than fear itself. Step out of it. That's I'm right. surprised the U.S. even lets you into <laughs> or any country. any country because you tell the truth and they're like, oh, no, that's not going to. And you come from such. You know, you know why I think you're able to still do what you do the way you do it is because of the light, the frequency, the yeah, resonance, the vibration. I, I agree it, it's so high, fast and pure. You know, I went to see the movie last night, Tomorrowland. And one of the things that they talk about at the end of the movie is exactly everything you just said, but you said it way better, Michael. Okay. Um, and so back to community and unity within the community with the prime resonance frequency, what you described, what you're trying to bring back, Justin Timberlake's bringing sexy back, but you be bringing unity back. Okay. And they're saying that every indigenous tribe, Native Americans, the Aborigines, all of them before, I hate to say what I'm going to say, before most white men came in and effed it up, most, all of them already had the community, the unity in community. Everybody had their uniqueness within that community. And it wasn't slammed or shut down or pushed out. It was embraced so that yeah. every tribe had every key on that piano available. Mm -hmm. It's the Native Americans it's, even. They, whenever someone yeah. was born that was, quote, gay or too sexist, as they call it, or too spirited, I'm sorry, um, they didn't go, oh, child, you gay, we're going to need to burn you somewhere. They didn't do that. They found oh, yeah. a key for that that fit the community. And we're the yeah. opposite of that. And you're bringing it back, mm. and we absolutely Great love words. you for it. And we, well, thanks, Jeps. And we don't. I know the hour is up, but this has to be a part one. I know. <laughs> you have to come back because there's so much well, more. Yeah, we didn't even touch the ancient civilizations I and know. the evidence of advanced technology, which is just so exciting, uh, because it actually shows very clearly that silicon-based technology is the foundation of all advanced technology in this on this planet, in this reality, that the ancients were actually using silicon-based technology far, far more effectively than we're using it today. <laughs> they didn't put it into little shiny boxes because they didn't need to sell it to anybody. They weren't selling it to anybody because they didn't have money. Yeah. They didn't use money. And, uh, and this is where it comes to, um, to the sudden appearance of money in, in human history and the use of money as an absolute tool of enslavement and control over a, a global population of pretty ignorant people. Hey, you know, Michael, when you come through, when you're touring North America, are you anywhere near Los Angeles at all? He's going to be at the con yeah. uh, contact of the desert. Yes, we're, we're, well, I mean, uh, please go, go to my website, michaeltillinger.com. 
all, all the cities and venues and dates are there. Uh, there's also a blog that's connected to that that you can book. Um, and the closest I'll be to Los Angeles is, first of all, um, next weekend, 20, uh, 29, 30, 31, um, three-day conference at uh, Joshua Tree, Contact in the Desert. Okay. Um, they're, they're with a host of other amazing speakers and researchers. It's a phenomenal event. And if people don't know about Contact in the Desert, get on the internet now and book your ticket because normally a few days before the event, it's sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expecting about 4,000 people there this wow, year. Wow, that's great. Uh, it's a, that's great. Yeah. It's a huge event, um, and I really highly recommend it for those that are seekers of truth and, and who want new knowledge and information. Um, some people that you've, you've probably read their books and, and would love to see them live in a presentation. And, um, and then I'll be in Irvine uh, on Thursday, the 7th. I think it's the 7th. Um, uh, let me just check here. Okay. Irvine. Um, Irvine on the Thursday the 4th, sorry, Thursday the 4th of June, I'll be in Irvine, just south of Los Angeles, um, also on my on my website, and then um, Saturday I'm in San Francisco, uh, Sunday next week I'm uh, just outside of San Francisco in Brentwood, and then I go up to Seattle, but all this is, is uh, on my website, so... Um, Check it out. Well, Brentwood is, I think, the closest for us, so I think I'm going to try to come over and see it. Yeah. See you guys. And and I just want to point something out. This gentleman, Mr. Michael Tellinger, is in South Africa, correct? Right. You you came to this call at 2 a.m. your time, and so this this shows, again, how passionate you are about spreading the— the word that you're spreading and waking people up because you obviously are a lover of humanity and we appreciate that. The other thing is, shoot, I can't stand it when I do that. I get so excited. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll come back to me whenever we hang up. You know it will. But so I was just going to yeah. say thank you for getting up at 2 o'clock yes, in the morning and so staying much. up and doing this for us. Oh, here's what it is. You, we get to talk to wonderful people like you all day long. We do. I will tell you, you are in the top 1% of every single one of them, Michael. And the reason for it is you're not (laughs) speaking doom. You're not speaking gloom. You're not doing scare tactics and fear tactics. You are literally doing love tactics and, uh, and I, and unity tactics, which is the first in all of the years I've done radio since 1993. You're the first person who brings this type of frequency to humanity without scaring us first, which makes us go into our shell. You just shine a light on the shell. We come out and want to see what the source is about. And we applaud you for that. And we do. Thank you so much. Well, Michael, I hope you come back and visit us again soon. And congratulations on another successful tour coming up in the U.S. I know it's going to be great. And and please come back and and enlighten us. Yeah, with the ancient civilization. Yes, because we have so much. This is like he usually does like lectures of like four hours. So no wonder we're in love with him. (laughs) Right. So come back again. All right. Thanks, guys. Really lovely chatting to you, and you've got a great show there by the sounds of it. Keep doing what you're doing because you've got to spread that light. Uh, no more doom and gloom. It's about spreading the light and the, the possibility for humanity into the future and how simple the possibility actually is. It's all about cooperation. Thanks so much for, for having me on your show. Appreciate it. You, you got it. You. Now Have go, a good night. Now go to bed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. 
All right, guys, it is wow, time to man. say goodbye to our guest, but uh, I knew you would like him. I love him. Because when I was started watching his YouTube clips and YouTube, uh, his lectures and workshops, I fell in love with his his teachings. And, I, and like you said, his energy, his frequency of just pure love and, and wanting to get the truth out. And like you said, it's not about doom and gloom. Yeah. And I said, Eddie's going to love him. I, I knew it. I, I, and he so speaks, well, he speaks everybody's language yep. and they have just forgotten that they speak it. When he was talking about when you walk in a room and you go, oh, I don't have a good vibe here. That is what we've been doing since before we had human meat suits, mm-hmm. frequency and vibration. He's bringing us back to that in the most ingratiating way by letting his light shine on our light, which makes us want to wake up. We also want to thank Marissa Russo, and we want to thank Emma Romano for being with us. Yes. And, uh, Eddie, are we going to come back and do a quick? Nope. Nope. All right. (laughs) I think on that note, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and make sure you come back, uh, every Friday from four to 6 PM. We always have great guests for you and we hope you enjoy, uh, our, our, our wonderful people. If you know anybody you want to have on, you know, send us uh, an email. You can send it to me, go to truthbetoldwebtv.com and you just send in the request and Eddie and I will try to get them on if we can. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great weekend. Be safe. It's Memorial Day weekend and I hope you guys all have a wonderful time with your friends and family. And spend some, send some prayers and some light and some love and some good energy out to the men and women who are all around the world doing things to make each of our countries a safer and a uh, more place of well-being to be in. Great words, Eddie. All right. We're out of here. Have a good week. Bye.